Hi, I'm Kelsey Zeiser. Welcome to What's the Story, a short podcast from Light Reading, where we take a step back from the most significant topics in telecom to tell you the latest news, how we got here, what it all means, and what to expect next. Today, I'm talking with Light Reading's Jeff Baumgartner about Comcast's launch of symmetrical 10 gig speeds for its Gigabit Pro service. We discuss which customers might be interested in the service and what this means for Comcast competition. Hey, Jeff, welcome back to What's the Story? How's it going? Good, good. Doing all right. How are you, Kelsey? Doing most excellent. Uh, So you had a recent um, article on Comcast announcement about a symmetrical 10 gig speed on fiber. Can you tell us what's going on there? Yeah, sure. The um, uh, Comcast for a while has been billing or kind of marketing this uh, Xfinity 10G network for quite a while and uh, kind of hanging their hat on this marketing. And up until now, the um, capability of the network has not been 10 gig, (laughs) right, as they were uh, developing this. So uh, what they did this week is they announced an upgrade to a product uh, that they call Gigabit Pro. And what it is is a um, kind of a targeted fiber to the premises Ethernet-based product um, that's kind of like it would be overlaid on top of the – you know, instead of HFC, and it would be very targeted. So it'd only be for customers who uh, need or want that kind of speed. Um, and they offered it, they launched it a few years ago. Initially, it started out as like a symmetrical two gig service. Eventually, they upgraded to six gig, and now they're up to uh, 10 gig as of this week. Uh, it's definitely a premium product, though. It's 300 bucks a month, <laughs> but um, uh, but they do have it available across or at least nationwide on the, on the Comcast footprint. And, but just kind of as a clarification though, it doesn't mean that they've built fiber to the prem to all their 30 some odd million households, but they do have the ability to overlay it and target it to specific uh, customers. Yeah. Did they have any insight on how many customers or what type of customers would be using that? Cause for re- residential broadband, that sounds really expensive. <laughs> Yeah, the they they are not sharing any uh, subscriber <laughs> numbers for Gigabit Pro. Uh, I asked, and uh, no, they're not giving us any uh, number there. But yeah, I because I was kind of curious, like how many they have like thirty two million plus broadband subscribers. So I think you can kind of assume it's a very uh, small number <laughs> of, of that. Yeah, I think people uh, like yeah. But consumer broadband, yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty pretty high, you know, and it does give them at least an option for the few customers that need it. And then they can also kind of match up with the marketing uh, that they have for uh, the, the 10G network, at least from the speed standpoint. And, you know, and they're doing this meanwhile as they are upgrading the, uh, the HFC network to Doxus 4.0. So they'll start to be able to offer like multi-gig symmetrical services on the HFC network as well. Um, you know, I think Doxus 4 could do up to 10 gig. Uh, I doubt they'll go that high, at least early on. Yeah. Uh, are any of their competitors doing anything similar to this? 
Yeah, I'd have to take a look at like what some of them are doing. Like I think, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, uh, some some operators like uh, or providers like telcos like Frontier and Zipli Fiber are all introducing and, and Google Fiber as well in some markets. Uh, are, are introduced have introduced uh, symmetrical multi gig services. So, you know, this is just a way to kind of compete with, with some of those for the few customers that need it. Uh, again, it's still a little pricey, so not really priced for the, uh, yeah, like, do you uh, need for the mass secure? market. Yeah. Yeah. But, Maybe uh, like financial Wall Street person working from home. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Or some, yeah, somebody <laughs> like who has to upload a ton of stuff or is yeah. you know, maybe with all the home <laughs> officing that's going on, maybe there'd be a few people uh, that would need that speed, even though it's still kind of billed as a uh, as a residential uh, service, uh, I think the right, price points will probably be a little bit different. Yeah, for the uh, the future Doxis product, and then you know, off that HFC network, they also have the ability they're going to use EPON to also do like targeted fiber to the prem off the uh, uh, the DAA network that they're developing. So we'll have to see how pricing comes together. On that, I'm assuming it's going to be a little bit less than the, uh, you know, this this premium on Gigabit Pro because that's a little bit different kind of a product. It's Ethernet based, so there's a uh, pretty significant installation you know, that, that goes with it. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, you mentioned in your article that in addition to speed, there's some other uh, kind of interesting features around higher reliability. Can you talk a little bit about that as well? Yeah, as part of like the the bigger like 10G initiative that Comcast and and uh, a lot of the cable industry is focused on, like speed is like one pillar of the whole idea. The other has to do with uh, reliability and and low latency and and uh, enhanced security. I'm not as familiar with the enhanced security side of it, but with uh, reliability. Um, uh, yeah, one of the things that Comcast likes to talk about is some new real-time telemetry that they've built in to the network assisted by AI. And, uh, and what it does, one of the things it does is it gives them much greater visibility into the network that they've had that, uh, more than they've had uh, before. So they can kind of, they can pinpoint problems uh, uh, a lot better than they used to. Uh, so that obviously will, boost the time to repair uh, type of numbers, but also, uh, you know, maybe also become aware of an issue before it becomes a problem to the point where there's an outage. So, yeah, so they're, they're starting to promote that as well, uh, kind of tied in alongside the speed. Yeah, sounds good. Well, it'll be interesting to um, see, uh, what the kind of uptake is for this service and that yeah. how many people are willing to spend that much. Uh, and you were at a, an event this week as well, right? Uh, do you have any um, highlights from that? Yeah. So I was down at the, uh, the stream TV show um, just here in Westminster, Colorado. So not too far from me. So I popped my head in uh, yesterday and uh, yeah, the Comcast was out there as well. Actually Zumo which is the charter Comcast national streaming joint venture. And, uh, you know, the, the news from them was that they're going to start to integrate uh, Zumo's uh, free ad supported 
streaming channels into the uh, X1 guide that you get on the uh, set-top box. So I think they're starting out with like 19 channels, something like that, some some different like niche or uh, thematic channels like movies, documentaries, kids, and so forth. And they're going to kind of group them together in the guide. Uh, and I'm going to working on another story right now because I had a chance to sit down with them to kind of talk about technology-wise how they're they're doing this. So on X1, they have had uh, uh, Zumo available, but it was just as an app. So if you wanted to get in there, you had to click on the app and it had to open up the application and then you could you know, look at all the streaming channels. Uh, so what they're going to do is they're going to do a tighter integration with the X1 guide. So it'll look like uh, any other channel and they're also building it so that uh, they're going to use the player within x1 so if you click on that channel uh, you know you'll just go right to it you don't have to open up an app and you know take the time that it, it does to do that so it'll be a little bit more seamless it'll be a lot like a uh, like a traditional channel in the ca in the cable lineup so it'll kind of enhance or augment the uh, the lineup that the uh, X1 pay TV customers can get. Yeah, that sounds really helpful. Um, I think the least steps is possible for consumers. It's good. Yeah. If you're not having to also open an app up to watch your shows yeah. um, as well. Unless I guess you're at the gym or traveling. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, it's, you know, I think it's a pr pretty interesting move. And, and you know, they, they said that uh, what they're doing with Zumo is kind of just the start or the number of channels. So they're they're talking to some other uh, kind of fast, they call them like free ad supported television services to maybe add, enhance some more uh, or enhance the lineup a little bit more with those fast channels. Uh, you know, Sling TV has been doing that as well. I think they started off with a lot more like 200 that they added um, on top of their, their regular lineup. So seeing a lot more of that, um, you know, and, and a lot of the content is more, catalog you know type of content but you can you can also build it's almost like a playlist i guess but it does mm -hmm. look like a uh uh traditional cable tv channel in terms of like it's a linear stream okay would would tubi um that app kind of fit into that type of category yeah absolutely yeah tubi would fit in uh pluto tv would be another one and uh you know i think those are potential uh, options or uh, candidates to, to enhance the the number of channels available on X1 to be integrated. Because right now, I think X1 already does offer Pluto TV and uh, and Tubi, but again, it's just as an app, so it's a little bit kind of in its own right. its own silo instead of more of a fully integrated situation. Gotcha. Okay. Excellent. Well, thanks, Jeff. Appreciate the updates on Comcast and Zumo. And we'll see you again soon for What's the Story. All right. Well, great to see you, Kelsey. Thanks. Thank you so much, Jeff, for taking the time to talk today. And thank you to our amazing producer, Pierre Landrio, for making this episode. Be sure to subscribe to the Light Reading Podcast for more interviews and insights from the team. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time.